stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 50, and I am Tony Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. It feels like a milestone. 50. I think 50 is a milestone, isn't it? 50 shows. Yeah. Yeah, we always celebrate like the 50th of something, not the 51st. No. Usually, like 50th anniversary is a big deal. 51 people go meh. Yeah, it's like... And that's a BS story. Mm-hmm. Old news. <laughs> Old news, Old news. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, so we are here to uh, for another week of debunking the junk. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and let's see, we've had our we had our birthday episode a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we're talking about a lot of fun stuff. So let's just jump right into it. What kind of BS stuff are we going to take a look at today? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things as I was driving in today, I was thinking about something that somebody told me. Uh, we were talking, having conversation last week, and they sort of said like. Why do I need to get into my body? Mm. Right? Like I've learned over my life how to control my body, you know, control level of pain in my body to control sort of that mind over matter thing. Oh, yeah. And that being the thing that um, is about resiliency. That definition. Right. Like the more you can mind over matter, the more resilient you are. Right. Like why isn't this working that I can just think my way into whatever it is that I want to mm-hmm. experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hmm, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? What are mine? Yeah. What were theirs? Or <laughs> what were yours? They asked you, they said this to you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, you know, getting into the body is uncomfortable. And Feel, it feels new for Feeling the things yeah. mm-hmm. are uncomfortable. And that's why this person has spent a big chunk of life not allowing for that discomfort, sort of like thinking himself out of the discomfort. And, and this is a client? Yes. Did you ask him, well, then why are we here <laughs> if that's working for you? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I did ask him that or if I asked him something else, but clearly there was something yeah. about, um, um, you know, I think maybe he just wanted to understand a little bit more about about that. I think we've been conditioned, I know we've been conditioned to move away from pain. Yeah. Don't feel it, don't think about it, don't let it beat you, mm-hmm. right? Like all of the things mm-hmm. about pain. Yeah. Um as opposed to and and I say pain sort of like different feeling sensations in the body, emotions, no sensations in the body, right? Any kind of pain, it doesn't necessarily have to be just physical pain. Right. But, we, but we've made that a bad part of life. Yeah, and I've noticed that recently too. Um, in in different ways, kind of, you know, the when I'm working with my personal trainer every week, he always has a lot of stuff to say about pain. Right? Pain is, you know, weakness leaving the body. Right? That's the, you know, there's all these different sayings around that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and um, and I know he'd be okay with me sharing this, but my my father has recently gotten a knee replacement, his second one, and he caught himself the other day before he was doing his exercises wincing in pain before he felt it because he was anticipating it, you know, and, and the challenge of that. And he didn't, you know, he was, he didn't like doing the exercises he was doing and, and all of that. So we are taught mm-hmm. to like, you're either, it's either something pain, however we're defining it, either it's something to push through 
right? Because you got to, you know, mind, will over matter or something to run away from. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, when, but when by challenging people to get into the body, what we're actually doing is not doing either one, really, are we? We're not running away from the pain that we might be feeling. And it isn't really something about, at least to me, it doesn't feel like it's pushing through something. I feel like when I'm in my body and if I'm having painful experiences emotionally or whatever, it's more of a, I don't know, kind of a flowing through me rather than me doing something. That's just my experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what just came up for me when you were talking was sort of like, instead of trying to push it away or move through it, it's sort of like just giving it a hug. Oh, that was cute. (laughs) Just like, oh, here it is. And it's okay that it's here. And I don't have to feel flooded that it's here. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make a problem out of it that it's here. I don't need to solve it that it's here. I don't need to make it go away that it's here. I can just kind of give it a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Welcoming it in. We've used that example before Mm -hmm. too, right? It, You know, those difficult things knock on your door and you open it and you go, oh, Mm -hmm. it's you again. (laughs) Because it is what's really happening. What's really happening, yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that it's more valuable than your thought or less or different. It it just is a part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we continue to minimize or diminish or make a problem out of a part of ourselves, then we can't be whole. Right. Right. And so by not getting into the body, we're eliminating the primary way in which we can best work through, move through. That's really where the resilience is. But, but if we remove the body out of it, it's an uphill battle. Well, it's, it's going to be a continuous battle. <laughs> uphill. <laughs> Whether you're uphill or downhill. <laughs> yeah, you know what comes up for me is I remember when, back in the day when I was doing triathlons, and, you know, the endurance that it takes to do that. You know, you have to build up to that over time. And the training program is about that. And, and I remember right before the first race I did, a person who was helping me out said to me, look, when you start to hit the wall and you're, you start to get fearful, right? If you start feeling fear, I'm not going to finish it or I'm getting overtired. Or am I going to, am I going to cramp up? Remember that your body's going to be checking in with you from time to time with a little fear response going, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you re- really want to do this? You're doing something that's out of the ordinary. But if you keep going, the body gets the message of, oh, okay, we'll keep going. To me, that was, was interesting about that was I learned that years before I learned about getting into the body, mm-hmm. but it's, it's similar. The body knows how to navigate. The body knows how to warn. The body knows how to say, here's something, but it is also willing to listen as well and be a part of that. So it, that came up for me as well, because to me, that's sometimes difficult emotions. Pain for me can bring up fear. Like my dad anticipating pain and it brings up fear, mm-hmm. you know, like the body saying, oh, you sure you want to do this. Uh, it feels similar to that sometimes, but the more that I'm in my body and let and give it that hug or let it in the door, mm-hmm. that fear response becomes less and less and less or doesn't doesn't always appear at all. Mm-hmm. That feels so much better. Well, yeah, when we get the stories backing up the 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 momentary um, tension in the body. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's fear or tension or constriction or contraction in the body, that momentary fight, flight, freeze response, 
and then we back it up with a bunch of stories. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, you were you knew you weren't going to be able to do this anyway. It's this much. It's going to take you this long to get there. You're not going to be able to handle it. You see, look, your body's already breaking down. What if you get an injury? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff that happens for us, yeah, from that moment, then makes you know, like, where do we go from there? Right. That's when we tend to make it a problem, stop, back away, not really move through it. Mm-hmm. Um, or or whatever else happens. Or some message arrives that we have to do something about it, right? Like there's an urgency. Like other than, to me, that was always the thing that I feel like in retrospect I kept missing was instead of just accepting that's right where things are, mm-hmm. this, the, the need, like you were talking about with your client, mind over matter, I got to push through. I've learned, I learned over time that I then needed to downshift to my brain to go, okay, what do I have to do to change this or to get out of this or to avoid this? Mm-hmm. Do I fight, push through it? Do I run? Do I freeze? Mm-hmm. And really what we're talking about is just, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Here's, here's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really all that needs to be experienced. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's got to be hard for, for people to, I know it was hard for me to really understand if that's the right word, even though understand is kind of a mental space. Again, yeah, we've been conditioned that there is a right way to do things mm-hmm. and a problem problematic way to do things. I don't want to say wrong, but a problematic. So if we're going to accept, accept um, and be okay with a particular thing, well, that's going to create a particular problem for us. Mm-hmm. that's the story yep. that we've been told. So if we have pain, if we've got some emotion that um, isn't going to be or may not be validated by people that are important to us, right, then that means we need to push that down, not feel it, not experience it, not express it, and do the whole mind over matter thing because we don't have anywhere to put it mm-hmm. onto somebody else. So. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I'm trying to help folks realize is, is that their body's able to handle that internally. Like we are able to be our own vessel here for our own sensations, feelings, mm-hmm. emotions, thoughts that are happening in our body. And we can be in touch with those. We don't need to wait or long for mm-hmm. or feel bad about. That, that that might not feel available to us in our life right now mm-hmm. and, or at any given moment. Sure, sure. Because that's oftentimes, you know, if we're talking to relational, that's oftentimes where we're wanting some sort of curative from outside of ourselves. Yeah. Somebody to respond a certain way. I was chuckling a little bit when you were talking about that because I was going to say I resemble that remark. <laughs> I've, I've been there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And you've seen me there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it, is, it is a fundamental difference. That because of the experience and the, almost the habit forming of having gone there for so long, it can take a while to experience it differently and then have it integrate. Mm-hmm. You know, so like with your with your client, was your response to that to just say, well, let's get into the body anyway, rather than try and talk him like from a ma- mind space? Certainly. And sort of the other part of it is, is like, OK, if we're also we need to understand that if we're also going to minimize and dismiss the feelings we don't want to feel, then the feelings we do want to feel will be um, difficult for us to feel. Yeah. The feelings that we really want more of because we're dismissing a part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't just do the ones we don't like. Yeah. It's going to end up then that we're not able to really access 
the full range. Mm -hmm. So that was another part of it, too, because certainly we want the feel-good feelings, right? But we've got to be able to trust the body that the body can hold both yeah. if, if we want those feel-good feelings. Otherwise, we're going to be um, doled out. Right, we're gonna be numbed out. We're not gonna be able to experience the full range if yeah. we're not willing to feel yeah. what we don't like. Yeah, and and of course, you know, if you numb all the difficult feelings, you're gonna end up numbing all the good ones. Absolutely, you can't be selective with that, right? Because that that and that to me, I remember early on in this process for me, not always fully understanding what you meant when you would say, you know, this is the reality of things, and I'd be like, well, wait a minute. All these, these are all possibilities or like these stories in my head, they could be real, you know, <laughs> this other person could be this way or this, you know, that, and what I better, what I better sense now is that, you know, the, the reality of being able to tell more and more where just the feelings are of things, what the reality of things are and where the stories are. That's why we spend so much time talking about the BS stories, right? We're trying to help establish the demarcation line for ourselves and for anybody who's listening, between the genuine feelings, the reality of the situation now, and where those stories begin. Because the the sad part, when I look back on it for me, is how often I was spun out over things that simply were not happening because the stories were so out of control and subtle at the same time that I'm having emotional responses to things that aren't based in reality at all. Yeah, if we're going to hold all the could-be's, boy, Holy smokes, like how do we then determine what actually is if we're operating in could-be land? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we don't have hopes and dreams and that we don't sort of um, have intention in our lives, but but really clearly knowing what we have control over and what we don't yeah. is, is really important to be able to deal with or let go of some of the BS stories that keep us in struggling. So yeah. in, in a struggling space where we don't need actually to be. We're just filling our bucket. We're going to have struggle that we don't have control over, and we're going to feel struggle. We don't need to add to the bucket just with could-be stories. Oh, man. Yeah, because then that just makes everything worse. Or you might be missing the very reality that's there. Oh, totally, yeah. Right? You know, and, and you hear all the stories of people expressing regret. Well, if I would have known then, you know, I, I wasted so much time worrying about this and not mm -hmm. doing that. You know, um. The other thing that comes to mind when you mention this too is has been my experience of, you know, in that well, that bucket, you know, of feelings we're having. To get into the body, I've been, I've marveled sometimes at the ability of the body to hold multiple states of feeling at the same time. Mm -hmm. Where I've been able to feel deep sadness or deep loneliness or whatever it is. And then comfort, joy, appreciation, love at the same time. Yeah. And from a mind space, just eliminating that entirely, eliminating the body, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the, the we, I think we get taught to, like, you got to be one or the other. Like, if you're sad, you got to find a way to get past sad to happy or failing that, get numb, and let it go away. Right? But holding those two things together or multiple things together and then not trying to do something with it, not making up a story, not trying to avoid it, not trying to squash it, but letting it sit, that's the amazing thing because to me, the body's ability to do that and work with it, when you start to learn to trust that, like I feel like I have, mm -hmm. things are so much simpler and better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not, our, our, 
our thinking space causes us a lot of trouble. Yeah. And so if we're in the body, if we're giving a little more space to, you know, that that connection with our seat, we've talked about this before, that intuitive space, connection mm-hmm. with ourselves is, is in our belly, right? And connection with others and, and things that are external are, are in heart space, mm-hmm. right? And then we get our thinking space on board from there. So imagine walking through your life, connected to your seat, yourself, mm-hmm. you are, you really know yourself well, mm-hmm. and connected to others, mm-hmm. larger mm-hmm. nature, your pets, whatever, right? <laughs> um, and then thinking from there. Yeah. In response, in, in conjunction or response or whatever. So mm-hmm. you're thinking process happens in connection. What comes up is completely different than if you're starting with an empty buck, like an, an, an empty awareness. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I value. I don't know what my intentions are. I don't, I just was looking at, at social media. Then I got out of bed. I have no idea what's, you know, like, right. Like <laughs> how we do, like we're totally disconnected with ourself. Maybe we're blocked at heart space. Mm-hmm. And then we're just thinking, mm-hmm. we're going to come up with all sorts of problems yeah. that aren't solvable. Yeah. And that will actually feed the terrible feeling that's producing them in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've used the analogy so many times. It's like you, you think you're pouring water on that fire, but you're actually pouring gasoline on it. Mm-hmm. And it, it blows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really incredible mm-hmm. uh, how that works. It is. It is. I was thinking about uh, something my, a friend told me a long time ago, what she loved to do. We were having this conversation about, are you a snooze button person or are you a person when the alarm goes off, you get up, right? And she was a snooze button person. <laughs> and um, she really loved, because it's quite stimulating, she really loved basically reprocessing yesterday and planning for today before she even got out of bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of thinking. Right away. A lot of thinking right away. And imagining how the day might go and imagining how the day might have gone differently had she done all the things different. Right. So 45 minutes to an hour before she even gets out of bed, she has thought herself to death. <laughs> before she even gets started out of the day. Pay attention, snooze button people. Right. Do that. I mean, like, well, some snooze button people actually do go back to sleep. Right. 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 Um, so I don't know what you do when you have to do the snooze button thing. But anyways. Right. <laughs> but if you're starting your day in an overthinking state, um, that might be, and you're realizing that you have a lot of stress in your day or anxiety or, you know, sort of the angst and frustration, that, that could be part of the, part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that, that's a, the, the danger there, it seems to me is it's a recipe for getting too far ahead and trying to anticipate what might come at you. But you know what? We're pretty terrible at predicting mm-hmm. as a general rule. You know, and and then when every once in a while, when we actually something has happened and we go, I knew it. You didn't really. (laughs) You didn't know it. It just happened to be true. And then we champion that one. Well, I was right that one time. But those other 500 times that my stories turned out to be complete BS and it wasn't reality, they wane in light of that one thing. We're so we seem to be so terrified sometimes of something catching us off guard. Or thinking that if we can anticipate it coming, we'll feel better, we'll respond better, we won't feel as as hurt. And feels in, 
we feel in control if we actually believe that we can anticipate what's coming. But part of that is perspective anyway. So sometimes when we say, we knew it, um, it that's from your own perspective, mm-hmm. right? The brain likes proof for what we already think, right? So 100%. we already have an idea. Yeah. We go out into the world. We look for the thing. We get the we, we get that information back. Our perspective is, I knew it. But what if there's more to the story? Yeah. What some would call confirmation bias, I guess, even though that's very much a headspace mm-hmm. spot. But it's yeah. that's very true. You know, and, and you know, you're talking about starting down in the, in the gut and, you know, in the seat, the connected space with others from, from the heart and then the mind. Um, I sort of just started calling that going up the ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I've learned to remember it. Because when you and I first started talking about this, it was all wasn't even down the ladder. It was just throwing myself off the roof, right? Just from the head on down. And I wasn't even, a, you know, the whatever response I was having in my body was the result of whatever was happening in my head. I did not see any connection between the two. And it really is true. You think fundamentally different from the up the ladder process, you know, knowing yourself and, and what comes with that, you know, the values, being able to hold the vessel of emotions and recognize your body can expand to hold them, not just in size, but in duration, Hold them for a long time. Just different things emerge, and it's a lot more based in reality. I'm better able to see from that space what I actually have some control over, mm-hmm. and and what really matters, really matters. most to you. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing too. When we're on automatic pilot, we're not noticing what actually really matters to us. We just keep doing the thing that we think we're supposed to keep doing, and we're missing out on knowing more mm-hmm. and and then we're wondering why we're apathetic and angry and irritated mm-hmm. and disconnected and anxious and lonely right and then when out of desperation seemingly we go after those things that you know the mind over matter thing kicks over i gotta push 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 mm-hmm. through rather than be from a space where they just simply arrive and you just have better discernment i think you know from an integrated space I I know a lot of people think of discernment from a mind space, and there is a version of that. But from that integrated body space, discernment's a real thing. It's, you know, the things that that don't matter sort of just float by, (laughs) you know, if you even notice them at all. That's how it's been for me. Mm -hmm. And and the result has been not just for me personally, but, you know, a number of other people in my life who know me. Kind of, I get the funny looks like, you know, like when a dog sometimes hears something it doesn't understand and it tilts its head. A lot of my... Friends and family sometimes when I'm talking about some things, particularly from that space, are looking at me like, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Wow. What's wrong with him? Never a bad thing. Yeah. But it's a new thing. It's Different a new thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. So a lot of energy coming from this client about this. Well, and, and I, I don't want to throw this client under the bus, right? Ah. Because there's, there's a lot of energy. I've heard this isn't the first time I've heard this, right? We've been taught to control, control your emotions. Yeah. Get yourself in control. Don't need to cry about that, right? So look, we, we have been taught this our whole life, and there's a sense of empowerment in mm-hmm. being resilient. And we've, we've been taught that resilient is from a headspace. I would say re- true resilience is not from a headspace. Yeah. It's from a whole space. Oh, I like that. Right. So we want to get everything on board for true resiliency. Otherwise, we're just going through the motions. And dismissing and invalidating parts of ourselves. Absolutely. From a whole space. I like that. And we want to operate from a whole space. You want to have the whole thing to operate from. Why not? Rather than just a piece that you think is the whole. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You can't finish the puzzle if you don't have all the pieces. That's right. It doesn't work. 
I like that from the whole space. Yeah, and and it's funny we can't keep coming back to that, right? That very thing. It's it's like a fundamental precept of what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing. That's why we do this. Yep, absolutely. That's why we do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, all right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So here we are. Here we are. So if you are interested in knowing more about this, Tani has a six-week self-mastery course mm-hmm. that you can actually take, get them a week apart, Yep. and step-by-step, step, you get to experience this yourself, right? It's one thing for us to talk about it, you know, yeah. and in the end, it does need to be experienced, right? We can talk all that we want, but you need to experience it for yourself. So that's a good point. Where can they, uh, where can they sign up for that? So go to unperfectyourself.com. And you can register there. And you can always send me an email from there, too, if you want to send me an email. Um, or whatever you want to do. If you want mm-hmm. some information or just a chat, um, that would be great. But, yeah, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And that's mm-hmm. what's most important. Not stories about ourselves. But right. really understanding how our whole body system works together. Yeah. And being able to practice from that place and engage in life from that place, which mm-hmm. I guarantee will allow for less stress it really is and more joyful experiences and that has been my experience as well so Mm -hmm. if you have missed any of this or any other episodes you can look them up as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts you can also watch video uh versions of this at our youtube channel at breaking up with rbs we also have a facebook group you can join breaking up with rbs where you can get content in between you can also interact with us directly and people of our community uh and so yeah let's do this again next week what do you think i think that's a great idea Okay. <laughs> then Let's we'll be it. here. It's a date. Yeah. All right. So until <laughs> next week, I am JDK Winnegan. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. How you all feel tonight? Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash.